0: Welcome to our podcast. The following episode originally aired as a video. You can find all our video episodes at www.thebreakthroughshow.com. Life gives us moments when we have the opportunity to make a choice. And what we choose has the potential to change our lives forever. Join us now for another inspired episode of The Breakthrough. And now, please welcome the creator and host of the show, Jessica Dugas.
1: of The Breakthrough Show. I'm your host, Jessica Dugas, and I'm super excited that you're with us for another episode today. We are in the countdown, guys, officially to the last episode of season four of The Breakthrough Show, and it has been a wild ride this season with a change-up of the format, brand-new guests. Um, it's been so much fun, and so we've got our last guests, um, brand-new guests of the season on the show today, and then next week, Uh, We've got one of our favorite episodes coming up, which I'll talk a little bit more about at the end of the show. On the show today, I have an author and entrepreneur, Robert Bell, who's going to be talking about his new book, Blow the Lid Off, which is super exciting. Um, And he's actually friends with another guest that we had on the show earlier in the season, Olivia Ambani. So really excited to welcome Robert to the show today. But first up on the show, we're welcoming a friend of mine who I, I feel like it's been a long time coming having her on the Breakthrough Show. She is so many things. She's an author, she's a speaker, a teacher, a mentor. She is a veteran, which I I always loved welcoming on the show. Please welcome my good friend, Cheryl K. Ford. Welcome, Cheryl. Oh, thank you, Jessica. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to finally have you on, and um, for good reason, because at the end of the show, we're going to do a little talking about something that you have coming out really soon, which is really exciting, right?
2: Absolutely. I am totally and completely honored that you would have me on your show, and I remember one day I I was just um, celebrating another friend of mine that was on your show, Haley Halleck, and I was typing in the comments, I'm like, go Haley. And as soon as you finish recording, you message me back. You says, so when are you coming on the show?
1: <laughs> I like to do that sometimes because, you know, a lot of times, and, and I think you and I can both relate to this. We're really good cheerleaders and we're really good to show up for other people. Um, but we have so much knowledge and goodness that we can share. So we need to get in front of the camera sometimes and do that, right?
2: Absolutely, even though it is not necessarily in our comfort zone, we get pulled out of where we're comfortable into where it is that we are most needed. So
1: yes, absolutely. Well, I know that, like I said, you've you you embody many different roles in your life, and those roles have changed over time because you have gone from soldier to single parent to what you refer to as scribe of sovereignty. Before we get into what that means, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you have taken that path of, um, you know, being a soldier, and you were in the army, correct?
2: Yes, that's correct.
1: I yes. was stationed at
2: Fort Bragg, North Carolina.
1: Awesome. And so being being in the soldier, I mean, that's a whole, we had, um, you know, for uh, Veterans Day, we had uh, my cousin on the show, which who, who also was in the army. And um, it, it's always a pleasure to have people on who have served. I have many people in my family who have served. So it's really meaningful to me. And so I thank you so much for your service to the United States. And so that in itself, all of the things that you experienced in that world is, a, is an episode in itself. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It most certainly okay. is.
1: Yes. And so, you know, how, how, how many breakthroughs would you say that you have experienced going into from such different roles from being a soldier to being a single parent to the work that you're doing now?
2: Oh, gosh, it was so many breakthroughs until I do believe that. And many can attest to my life itself is a miracle, because initially, I did not start off as a single parent, I was married, but we know that Um, some things are for a season and then others are for a lifetime. And so as long as we learn what it is that we need to learn out of the experience, um, I don't think that any amount of time is wasted. Yes, we may go through some difficulties and some hardships, but through it all and, and perseverance, as long as we keep ourselves grounded and with our faith in God, then even if even if everything else falls by the wayside and the bottom drops out, we know that it is God who sustains us. At least that's that was my personal journey anyway. So in having I was a I was a soldier prior to my having been a single parent. You know, so that was the journey that was first. And I had always had an interest in not just the security dynamic, but in an adventure, because that's what the military promises everyone. It's an adventure. They just don't say what type of adventure. So so you find yourself in some things. You're like, wow, is this really an adventure? Sometimes it's more like an endeavor. So I was, uh, I would not have traded for the world because I still have some of the very friends that I have some of my best friends until this day were people that I'd served faithfully with. And when you have lived, breathed, cried, damn near died together, then that is stronger than any blood that could be coursing through your veins. So, so many of them are still my family. And as far as breakthroughs are concerned, um, like I said, I was stationed at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, but I initially went to um, boot camp at Fort Jackson, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I I was for a brief a brief few months, out at Fort Huachuca, Arizona. Then I was sent to Fort Devens, Massachusetts, for the training of the school that I was in. And my permanent duty station I got assigned to was Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and that was that was quite an adventure. <laughs> So (laughs) not necessarily one of the greatest experiences, but one thing I can say that I learned a lot, I also went to the war zone. I am a Persian, Persian Gulf War veteran, the first Persian Gulf War, Desert Shield, Desert Storm. So if I don't know any breakthroughs in my life, I do know that I came out of that alive. Although when I went to the war zone, Funny thing is funny, not so funny. Um, I was in a, I was in a predominantly white um, male field, Caucasian male field. And when I went to war, I went to a war zone with a team of 13 men. I was the only female on a team of 13 wow. men. So that right there is certainly an adventure, but one that I didn't, didn't necessarily see coming but I made the best of it, did my time, there was some things, there's always some things that are unsavory about war and, and and we can attest to right now, not necessarily the feminist movement, but the world as a whole, how women have, even though we have been invited into a place, or we have earned our place, then we are still treated so many ways as second-class citizens and having to measure up to and no matter what you do it's like well you're just a woman or you're just a female and there were days when some of them like well we don't need women over here anyway but then whenever you ask for assistance because we're all supposed to be on the same team they're like well you know you're a soldier just like the rest of us it's like hey bud you know i mean i'm not saying that i'm not a soldier but i am doing the very best that i can and as much as i as much as you dish it out you better be prepared to take it because right. <laughs> you know in this in in this time and what we're in we're all supposed to have each other's back so it's about they say teamwork makes the dream work <laughs> so right. but um, so i can say that i'm grateful and in breakthroughs like i said in having come from the military and transitioning into civilian world that is an adventure and a breakthrough all itself, right?
1: right. <laughs> There's so talked much about that one. my cousin was on as well, just that that uh, transition period of trying to go from military life to civilian life. It's a it's a big deal.
2: It is a huge deal. There is everything that we deemed was normal is no longer normal. So you have to learn what a new normal and adjust because Unfortunately, what I found in my own journey, I can't say for others, what I found in my own journey is that when um, ex-military people, service members, or veterans transition into the civilian world, when we go into the job market in whatever industry you're going to work in, there are certain stereotypes about soldiers, but what is our what is our normal, we are, we are taught to go over, above and beyond and mediocre is unsatisfactory. So we do everything that is we possibly can. And even on any given day with the way that we work, it sometimes goes over, above and beyond what people have been doing that are already in that workplace. We have often been accused of, oh, they're trying to take my job or they're trying to show me up when, really that is just our normal every day the military commercials used to be one of the army commercials used to be is we do more before 9 a.m than most people do all day and that right there that is certainly a fact so and transitioning out into the civilian world for many years i worked in the in, in accounting and finance industry because i had always been really good with numbers and in having worked in telecommunications and commercial investment banking and mortgaging, just all different facets of that field, accounts payable, accounts receivable, even functioned as a staff accountant, although I did not have the the CPA or the certification, but that in itself, that was a breakthrough because during the process and having and having come out of the military and transitioned into civilian life, um, the marriage dissolved and, and no shade or anything like that. But when you find yourself in situations that you never think that you could be and you have to dig your heels in and say, you know what, I look around this situation and what I used to often refer to is my time back in military and life. If I did that, then surely, I can do this, if I came out of that situation alive then this with God, then all things are possible. And so that was possible for me. I would not say the journey was easy, but I can say that it's worthwhile because throughout throughout all of those things and having raised both my girls as a single parent, now they are in grad school. Both of them have graduated from undergrad my oldest one graduated from University of Georgia UGA back in 2014 with a double major in political science and international affairs with a minor in english my baby girl she graduated from University of West Georgia with the undergrad with a bs in speech language pathology and my oldest one she was working in journalism living up in dc for at least, like the past four years, she wanted a break and before she transitioned into into graduate school. So, in having worked in the journalism field, she says, "You know, I think I am in this for the long haul." So now, right now, she is in a master's program, living in New York for for journalism at um, at CUNY, you know, City New York University the Craig Newmark um, School of Journalism. So she's studying journalism as um, for her master's program. And my youngest one, she is now down in Louisiana. Talk about come full circle. (laughs) She's moved to my home city in Baton Rouge and going to attending Southern University. Um, And she is pursuing her master's degree in audiology and speech language pathology. So if, I cannot attest to anything else being a breakthrough. Those were a major breakthrough. And those were major breakthroughs because when you see everything that the journey, when you look back on the journey of everything that you went through, not knowing from sometime from one week to the next, it's like, gosh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? But in all things, God was faithful because I, relied upon my faith not on my religion but on my faith because religion and faith is are two totally different things yes. when you have no religion then you know the the Godhead, the god part of you will kick in some people call it instinct subconscious you know um inner voice whatever it is that you call it i had to tap into that on a continuous basis just to be able to get me through sometimes from one week to the next or from one month to the next. And was it challenging? Of course, but I can say that it was definitely rewarding in seeing how far that they have come and my own journey in life, not just not just as a woman or woman of color, but as a person of spirit. Because when we worship God in spirit and in truth, then all things are possible unto those that believe.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, it's it has always been beautiful to hear little bits of your story and how far you've come and and I really appreciate your outlook on things too because there are so many ways and you mentioned a little bit of it that you know, we can see unfairness in the world and um, you always come at things with the attitude of what can I do Um, and and I just love that about you Uh, we need to take a little break we're going to come back and talk to Robert but we're going to talk to Cheryl more at the end of the show about what she's doing now and also the project she has coming out soon so stay tuned we'll be right back hey jessica duke is here creator producer and host of the breakthrough show we have big goals here at the show in the desire to change the world one breakthrough show episode at a time and honestly we couldn't do it without you we want to take this moment to give a huge thank you to our patreon supporters for helping us to not only expand the show but spread its message far and wide if you're not a supporter yet, we would love to have you. You can choose any tier with tons of benefits at patreon.com slash the breakthrough show. We can't wait to have you part of our breakthrough show family. And now back to the show. Welcome back to the breakthrough show. My special guest today is a transformational speaker, author, and ACCA qualified accountant. You might think to yourself, what do those things have to do with each other? But we're going to get into that. I'm sure he helps people who (laughs) feel stuck in their career or life journey to break away from the norm and find new paths that reveal their true value here to talk about his new book. And of course his breakthrough moments, please welcome Robert Bell to the show. Welcome.
3: Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here.
1: It's so good to finally have you here. We talked uh, quite a while ago now, and so it's nice to finally have the opportunity to sit down and do the interview and get to learn a little bit more about you because we can only learn so much when we first connect, right? So it's nice to finally get down and have a full conversation, which is good. So I would love to start off today if you would share something with the audience that's bringing you joy in your life right now.
3: All right. Uh, I would say there are two things that are bringing me joy. One is most definitely my children, especially my my eldest daughter. She is such a warrior. She's six years old and she's handling, you know, right now at the time of this recording, you know, during this global pandemic, she's handling it so well. Mm. Uh, despite not being being at school, she's been able to find creative outlets to express herself she's started her own youtube channel although it's not yet published (laughs) she's painting she's learning every morning she's still consistent with her schedule just self-driven i am very excited about that i really hear that i'm bored that when is this thing going to end she's come to the place where she's settled herself and i'm just really happy about that that's bringing me a lot of joy
1: I love it. it It's so nice. And I've had conversations about this with other parents. When we're going through something like this, the children really do sort of lead the way in that they give us an idea of how maybe we should be behaving because you know, you see a lot of adults freaking out right now and we can really look at the kids and how well they're handling the situation at least a lot of them that I've seen. And like you said, getting creative and, and really reaching in and doing things that maybe they've always wanted to do like her, her YouTube channel. That's so much fun.
3: She's always wanted to do that, but she just never had enough time. And, and that just really brings me joy because it's not something we're intentional about it, but we don't sit down and say, today you're going to learn how to handle it. Yeah. She talks about it. Um, I mean, she gets to a point where we are sharing a meal and she's like, no, dad, I can't use your spoon. You know, your saliva might have corona, so just get me another one. Um, you know, <laughs> and, you know, I can't get to a bit of an extreme. I was like okay <laughs> but you know it, it it's fine um and i think the next thing that I enjoy is um it happened about a few weeks ago i got an endorsement for my my first book from a former nasa employee wow. scientist who discovered a new route to the moon and i think that i'll have joy for that for years and he has told me you have my full support use my endorsement We need people who can think like this to, you know, just to find new pathways to revolutionize our world. And for me, that just, it's a joy that doesn't even make me smile. It's so deep. It's just, you know, he's connected with the content. He's like, yes, we need people to think this way. We need people to think outside of the box, to challenge the status quo and to just be themselves, you know, and discovering a new route to the moon is is not an easy thing.
1: I would imagine so because it's not like you know many of us have been there to where we would know which (laughs) way we could go right um but i mean that's really awesome too the fact that you know a lot of people will say that somebody that's that's higher up um you know that has done bigger things than us or who ha or who is a celebrity that their opinions shouldn't matter more than others but just really anytime someone can validate the work that we've put all of our hearts into that's such a huge thing and it i i think it is something that you'll keep with you you won't ever come down from that it'll always be good
3: (laughs) i hope not yes i shouldn't
1: <laughs> It'll be awesome. So I mentioned in your bio, as we started today, that um, you you you're a speaker, you're an author, but you're also an accountant. And it doesn't seem like those things would be would go together. Or it's like it's like okay, so you're coming out with a book. Did you write a book about accounting? Like, but tell us how you tell us how you got started and in um, yeah. the path that you're on now, and yeah. tell like the the work that you've been doing. I
3: do connect. Um, you know, strangely, uh, we tend to put a lot of labels on our lives. But you see, what I do doesn't define who I am. You see, what I do is an extension of who I am. Mm. It's just an expression. It's just an extension. So being an author, being a speaker, being an accountant, it's just an extension of who I am. And that's how it should be. So I usually don't actually identify myself using my, the labels of author or speaker because those are just avenues from which I accomplish my purpose, my mission, you know, my destiny, you know, I identify on three key pillars, one being champion of creativity, two, ambassador of wellness, and three, pursuer of excellence. So if I'm an accountant, I'm doing all those three. If I'm a speaker, I'm doing all those three, they're just avenues. And I might take up another label in quotes, um, who knows. Um, So that's why I don't prefer to use labels and Mm -hmm. qualifications. Um, So that's how they go together. And I keep picking up different skill sets you know you keep evolving you know even from a neuroscience perspective it shows that our brains can continuously change as we get older proper, pop, um, contrary to popular belief that you know if you studied accounting that's it you know this world that we live in requires you to continuously pivot and that's what i've been doing throughout my life
1: mm. So tell us, and I love what you were saying about um, it doesn't define who you are. It's just an extension of who you are. And, And I love that because I feel like so many people are Held back by the idea that once they do something, that they can't do something else. Um, that once they are an accountant, that they can't write a book about mindset, or you know, that they can't teach yoga, or they can't sing, or they can't because they're an accountant, you know. And so I feel like this idea of you know, understanding that it doesn't define who you are, what you do doesn't define who you are, can help you just expand your mind into what's possible for your life because you can do anything at that point.
3: We can do anything. And especially the biggest thing that we can do in our lives is to be the person we were meant to be. And we were not meant to be just an accountant or a doctor or a lawyer, um, you know. <laughs> There's research that shows that 65% of the children in elementary school today will be doing a job that doesn't exist right now. So how, do you, how would they define themselves? And I think we need to stop this question of what do you want to be when you grow up and limit it to a profession. we we got to kill it. we got to stop it. It's, it's limiting our mindset. It's giving us limiting beliefs, um, invoking self-doubt into our children, and we need a revolution around that.
1: Yeah, I think that that's, that's super smart to think about because even when I was in school, see, I wasn't, um, if they tried to ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I wasn't having that question when I was in school because when I remember when I got, um, when I got student of the month here uh, when I was in middle school, and you when you get student of the month, which means you have you have good grades, you get in the newspaper and they do a little article on you based on you know they ask you some ask you very poignant questions for a 12 year old okay so they would <laughs> ask me what do you want to be and I remember that article I still have it saved in a book it says that I wanted to be a singer or a lawyer I didn't care that those two things did not like <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, but there's but there's so many children I feel like who are encouraged to like pick something, pick one thing, you know, and so I like that idea of just losing that and and you know encouraging them to just follow follow their heart and follow what what feels good to them in the moment and um and, and i I just love that idea, but tell us about um tell us about uh, you're going to tell us about a time where you left a job what were you doing and what sort of led up to those circumstances
3: so yeah this was the last job that i left and i was at a point in my life where i had internally decided to just give up not give up as a failure but give up trying to fit in i i really I've been a maverick all my life so just staying within my job description when i can add value to the organization i want to add a voice you know you hear expressions such, such as That's, that problem is above your pay grade you know I, i've just never believed that so i've always had a lot of tussle and and issues just sticking to my lane and i decided you know what i'm gonna fully accept me for who i am and the situation i'm in just doesn't allow for that and i'm tired of suppressing parts of me so I just have to make a mature decision and yeah, go and pursue business and, and find, I, I, I wasn't really set on business. I just said, I'm not going to limit it to something. I'm going to find who I'm truly meant to be. And that was my big breakthrough, you know, and I, I want to say that breakthroughs happen, must happen internally before they happen externally. And too often we want to limit breakthrough to an external event. And I think when that happens, if your breakthrough doesn't originate internally and it's based on extrinsic factors, it's going to lead to a breakup or a breakdown. You know, and, and this is why the statistics shows when a lot of um, someone wins a lottery, they're not financially mature, emotionally ready for it. In three years, they go completely broke or even in a worse off position, right? Because you just haven't had that alignment. You know, so breakthrough doesn't happen when an external event happens. You know, for me, it happens when there's an internal alignment and. And even the dictionaries give us that definition. We, we tend to limit it to one area. Um, if it's Cambridge Dictionary says that a breakthrough is an important discovery or event that helps to improve a situation or provide an answer to a problem. And finding out your purpose, for me, is a big discovery. That's when a breakthrough happens. Mm. Um, you know, and that's why I keep saying that creativity is so critical. It helps us to get that, the biggest breakthrough we can ever have in our lives because it gives us knowledge of our purpose, clarity of our vision, and revelation of all value you see when when my purpose aligns with my passion and I fuel it and use my purposes to testify to that alignment then the breakthrough happens it will manifest itself eventually so I don't have to wait to make a Forbes list or to you know for some sort of accolade to say that's my big break my big break comes when my purpose aligns with my passion and I have processes to back it up
1: Mm, absolutely, and it's really funny because you know the show is called the Breakthrough Show, and we do talk about a lot of external circumstances that happen to people. So, for example, we could come on the show and talk about the fact that you left your job. That's the external circumstance, right? And we can talk about any of the other guests that have come on have had external circumstances. For me, my big breakthrough moment was when my brother passed away. That's an external circumstance. But what what blew people away so at the time that this is going to come out a few months ago i posted the the host of the breakthrough show posted on social media that people's breakthrough moments are not actually what matters and people were like what why would you say something like that
3: the host of the breakthrough show
1: because it because those aren't the things that matters you're absolutely right yeah. it's that you have to be ready for it you have to have an internal you know um, shift to understand what's mm-hmm. going on, and you have to actually take action once you have that breakthrough moment. Like you could have had that moment inside that said, "Yes, I'm ready," but stating your job, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, and that's why I said that your purpose. Um, you know, going back to the, I call it the three punch of creativity. You know, knowledge of purpose, clarity of vision, and revelation of value. And for that to happen, I call it the three Ps. Your purpose in life must align with your passion because your heart must be there. I think too much times we have people who say, mindset, mindset, mindset. And some people say, you know, motivation, motivation, motivation. I think you need as much heart as you need as much mind. So when your purpose aligns with your passion and you, you, you support it with, with purpose, you know, the action, mind, body, soul connection, this you're unstoppable.
1: Mm. Absolutely, that it's so good. I'm so glad that somebody else is on the show saying the same thing that I've been <laughs> saying. Because, listen, people are tired of hearing from me say it, so, <laughs> so it's nice when uh, somebody else goes on and says it. Um, so you you left your job. Like, did you know immediately what you were gonna do or the direction you were gonna go, or are you just at that point when you left your job, where you just kind of like. I'm just going to do what feels good in the moment. What did that look like for you?
3: I had no idea where I was going. I just knew where I was (laughs) not willing to go. And I wasn't willing to go back. I I had no idea. I I prepared my family. I even had children at that time. And I said, guys, uh, being the content that I am, looked at my finances, said uh, is the projection and I am not doing anything. I'm not taking a job off an interview, starting a business until I am absolutely certain that this is what I'm supposed to do. I, and, and it was tough it was tough it was over a year I mean I would just attend conferences I, I was open to anything you know I just even thought about becoming um, a TV presenter you know I tried out I did some some screen reads and it went well and I was like okay I feel it I, I think I can do it I have the skill set but my passion isn't there you know I, I didn't know this is what I was doing I was looking for the alignment of my purpose and my passion and you know and the process that happens you know and that's how things just happen you know when, when you're on a creative journey your life becomes simple, but simple isn't easy. Things just unfold for you because you're just manifesting what you've already seen in your mind. So it, w- it wasn't very clear, but I, I did the hard work in sitting down, talking to myself, getting rid of all the blockages, all this, the self-doubt. I was working on me. So people said, what did you do for a whole year? And I said, I was working on me. You know, we, we often don't take time to work on me. So I prepared myself for, for what was coming and I got it. I got the clarity and I stepped forward and it's been shifting. Actually, when I started, I didn't know I'd be here right now. Um, <laughs> but I just knew that the next few steps were clear and that was enough for me.
1: Now, did you have the support of people around you? Because I can imagine that some people around you were like, listen, you're an accountant. Do you realize that when you quit your job, you're not going to have money coming in? Like, do you understand that that's what you're doing? Have you lost your mind, Robert? <laughs> like, what did that, did you have supportive people or were they, did they all think you were crazy?
3: They all thought it was crazy. And, <laughs> and it's not in a bad way. I mean, loving, concerning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, we operate from too much scarcity mentality and fear mentality. We, we're not willing to be abundant and see that what will happen maybe that has not never existed you know i will do something that i never imagined and and it's true that i'm doing that i wrote a book i'm a speaker and i was terrified of speaking yeah by the way like i couldn't do it Um, but the support was was not there i would not lie Uh, the support was not there Uh, you would even have people just sending me so many things in my inbox oh here's a job i know you'll do well i know the hiring manager i know you can fit this you know it just came to a point i had to just block had to block a number of people, I had to block that energy and not in a bad way. I just said, hey guys, you know it's it's fine. Thank you for considering me. But when I do you need your help, I'll let you know what I need your help with. What I'm I'm staying true to this purpose. I was dead set that I'm I'm not gonna do something just to please someone else. I'm gonna find mm. what pleases me because I, I believe that when we find our purpose, you will get money will come. It's just a consequence. It's it's not a problem. As as sure as you plant a seed in the ground, you water it, you provide sunlight, all the perfect environment that seed will burst forth and spring forth and provide fruit, I was as confident as that. Mm. I didn't have evidence. Didn't have evidence. I just knew that alignment had happened.
1: Yeah. I mean, gosh, that's such a beautiful thing because I just... I'm such an overthinker in my life. Like, I if I'm not sure about something, I will think about it until, until I can't think about it anymore. And it's, it's hard for, it's been hard for me in my life not to listen to that outside influence that says, you know, Jessica, you have six children, you know, like, are you really sure you should be doing this? And, you know, it's been six months and you haven't made any money yet. You know, what's going on here? It's very hard for me to to shut that out and to just keep moving forward. Do you think that there's anything in your life that, that like was, what, what inside you provided you to just keep pushing forward, no matter what?
3: You're speaking to accountants and I'm, I will always be an accountant. So I know what overthinking is, <laughs> I can identify <laughs> with that. And I would say two things were critical for me. Number one, journaling, writing it down you know, writing it down and, and that's how divergent thinking works. You have to and that's how creativity is it's the bedrock is divergent thinking. You have to write it down so you can take a bird's eye view of it. And it's the pieces are right in front of you and you just need to put them together. But if you just keep regurgitating it in your mind, in your mind, you know, it just stays there and, and that's what happened to me. And that that has been me. That's always been me. You know, but I, I made the shift. So I think what happened to me is I I now have it as a mantra in my life. I developed a mantra called MAMI, M-A-M-I, which stands for minor adjustments, which give you major improvements. Mm. So I, I, didn't try to, I didn't try to build room in one day. I just started looking for the blocks. Then the next day, put one block on top of the other. Then the next day, look for the right mixture, look for the right position. Just just small changes that can unlock big things, you know, just, just unlock big things. Um, in that same time, I was on a weight loss journey. I was like at 250 pounds, you know, I was, my health was, was not good. And I just took it one step at a time. So I would actually just go to the gym, show up, take a shower and leave. I did that. You know, I'm I'm told it's called the power of showing up. So I just, I just, I, I had to just convince myself, I can develop that discipline to get there. I just had to face, you know, you, you just have to, I call it strapping fear in the front seat with you and say, Hey, we're taking a ride out West and I'm going with you. I'm not leaving you behind because I need you to see what's going to happen so I can convince myself that there was nothing to be scared of in the first place.
1: Mm. You, you for real just went to the gym, took a shower <laughs> and left.
3: I used to do it like people were like, are you <laughs> crazy? Because I, I would have so many excuses. I don't have the time. I don't have this or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I, sometimes i would go. So like the days when I'll be so busy in the office and I'll be like, no, I can't go. I'm going to skip. I said, no, I made a commitment never to skip. If it's on the schedule, I'm doing it. I'm not going to let my emotions overpower me. Right? Mm-hmm. i'm gonna control my emotions my emotions will tell me what's going on but i'm gonna tell it where i'm going so i'll just show up and, and you know what after a few times I, once i show up i, I get it done mm-hmm. you know and i'm like wow i would have missed this opportunity so that started to signal to me that you know what we miss you know kobe Bryant says that you miss you know 100 of the shots you don't take right you know is it michael jordan i think one of them but yeah you know you, you have to just take the shot yeah. You, you have to take the shot. And um, while I mentioned Michael Jordan in, in his latest documentary, he said, listen, why would I worry about a shot that I've never taken? Why am I panicking about something I've never done? Well, let me take the step first, and then I'll deal with the problem as it comes up. So that's what I did. I just started taking small steps, started writing down, started working on my speaking, speaking in front of the mirror. You know, these quote unquote foolish things you hear people say, and I was like, they actually do work, you know, just showing up, like dressing up, pretending I'm going to a speech delivering the speech and you know just i do it a lot i would have a meeting around my desk if i have a very important meeting i'm presenting myself i'll put signposts and say this is jessica this is so and so and i'll answer go to that chair answer as if i was jessica you know you, you have to do <laughs> crazy things if you want crazy results <laughs>
1: I love it. I'm going to write that down. You have to do crazy things if you want crazy results. I I mean, it's, I I absolutely believe that that stuff worked for you um, because that's my one, um, I host a coffee chat on Saturday mornings that's um, on Zoom and we have uh, people from all around come and it's just to, to, Give us a, give us some good vibe conversation for our weekend. And in the very beginning, when I started it a couple of years ago, nobody came and I would, and I literally would be on Zoom. It was the saddest, most pathetic thing on the planet. I would sit there on Zoom for an hour all by myself, (laughs) just sit here. And I would look at the screen as if people were there with me. And now, now people come every weekend. So it's like, you know, but in the beginning it was, it was really... It was right you know, up there with I mean, you taking a shower and leaving.
3: <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It, it might sound crazy, but you know what? If you're an athlete, you can't start practicing when the stadium is full. Yeah, It makes no sense. And all the greatest athletes, they always go to the field, to the basketball, court, wherever it is and envision, you know, as if it was happening. And that's what you were doing. You were invoking that vision in your mind and then materializing it, you know. So when that moment came, there are no nerves, you know. You, you were just you're practicing. you practicing. Know, practice gives you progress progress not perfection but progress so it might sound crazy but hey
1: yeah yeah well I mean it works and and I think that sometimes we have to if it if we're doing something like that and it's not working, if we're not getting what we want, I feel like we really have to ask ourselves, are we, do we actually want this? Because sometimes I feel like that we we may think we want it or maybe it's what somebody else really wants, not necessarily what you want. Um, And so I think that's a good thing to think about too. So you recently uh, wrote a book and um, tell us what the title of it is called really quickly.
3: Blow the lid off.
1: And so, this Re- is about like yeah. the number one thing that you can do to improve your accounting, right?
3: <laughs> no, it's not. No. It's absolutely
1: okay. Okay. very far
3: removed <laughs> from that. <laughs> it's how we can um, um, unleash our hidden creativity and and you know and really bring out our primal genius. You know, the genius that's inside of us. It's using the top part of our brain more than the lower part of our brain it's just how critical creativity is to us as human beings it it's unlocks wonderful just wonderful things for us
1: hmm. so tell me now somebody's listening to this right now and they're going he's an accountant what does he know about creativity what what is what inspired you to write this book about creativity
3: i had the same question like <laughs> when i started writing the book i was like what am i going to write about and I just wrote about my, I started writing about my experience. And then when I looked at the pattern in my life, I was like, I think I've been talking about creativity a lot. You know, even when I was in my corporate jobs, I, most of the jobs that I did, 90% of the jobs that I did, I was the first person to do that role. And it was a role that was very ambiguous on structure. They were like, look, this is what we think you should be doing. We don't really know how to assess your performance. We just need someone who can give us this result. I was like, yeah, I'm the guy for you. And I'll be sought after. I would, I'll would be headhunted. Like, we don't know anyone who can just go into that uncertainty you know, and, and make it work. And I realized, wow, creativity has really helped me. Mm-hmm. And I had to remove that label of being an accountant. And that's why I wrote the book. I've written it to my old self and to someone who's right in that same space, a busy corporate person who is convinced that, look, I have not a shred of creative gene in my body because I am not a musician. I'm not an artist. I'm not a painter. But creativity is more than that. It's connecting the dots it's problem solving and it's bringing out your value it's bringing out your uniqueness that's what it is so that's why i wrote it that's why i'm the best person to write the book it's you don't want a book on creativity by someone who's creative because it would only be written to those who know that they're creative and i'm writing for people who who are convinced that they're not creative for them to unleash that creative here that's why i call it blow the lid off it's the conspiracy of creativity
1: It's so good to think about that this is going to be available to people because I've had so many people say to me, you know, um, you don't want to, you don't want to see me do, you know, art or singing or, you know, writing or insert whatever here. You don't want to see me do that because I'm not creative, because I'm not a creative person. There's so many people who have said that to me over time. And I think really they, maybe they've just never been encouraged to explore those things or um, maybe have an idea that creativity is only painting or creativity is only singing or it's only writing or it's, you know, they, we have ideas in our head sometimes, right, about what we think being creative means. Do you think that everybody is creative?
3: Absolutely, and that's why I started writing the book. I actually had zero evidence, zero support when I did it. I just wrote what I knew to be true in my in myself. And you know, when I first took it to the editors, I was like, "Like, who's going to read this? This is just your own opinion." I was like, "But I am so convinced about this." Little did I know that there is a world of science that backs this up. You know, this mm-hmm. this neuroscience, epigenetics, like so much that backs it up. And you know, researchers tell us that. Look, being creative is a normal function of processing information in our brains. It's something that happens normally. So we don't have to learn to be creative. We unlearn how to be creative. So as you said, we're discouraged. Um, you know, most people trace it back to an occurrence in school. You know, maybe you did a drawing and just people laughed at it, you know, or, you know, you had some kind of shame, you you know, Brene Brown talks about the vulnerability, you know, you are vulnerable. And so you are touching shame and and and. and the negative parts of vulnerability to create a creative expression. And that's what usually happens. That's when we get laughed at because you see creativity takes us out from the, the line and, and, you know, from fitting in to something different. And when people don't understand what something is different, you know, we can be ridiculed, we can be mocked. And and that's what she says in a lot of her research. Most of the people can identify their first bad vulnerable experience to uh, an, a creative expression that wasn't received well. So that's why we are convinced when we grow up that, You know, we're just not creative.
1: What is So you've done the book, you're speaking. What is next for you? What's going to be coming up for Robert?
3: Mm, Let me go meditate for a minute and come back and I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's how I operate, you know, and I hear people say, yeah, you need to have five year, 10 year plans. And I've done that. I've actually, I'm a meticulous planner. I've done five year plans. And when I look back, I've achieved every single thing you know, that I've put on a, on a list for five years. And that's wonderful. So what's next for me is I see myself on the main TED stage by invitation, not, not even applying, you know, TED calling me and say, hey, we want you to come and talk about this conspiracy of creativity because my number one goal is to get this message all around the world, you know, and not just the message, but the, the, the message of transformation. I, just, I don't want to just motivate people. I want people to transform themselves. You know, LinkedIn, you know, the the, the social media, this is social media, the platform for, you know, jobs and careers says that the number Mm -hmm. one in demand soft skill in 2019 and 2020 is creativity. Mm -hmm. No matter your career, no matter your industry, no matter your level, it's the number one skill that's required. And I want to get this message out to show people that you actually have it. So don't skip over it. You know, don't try and go learn data analytics, learn your creativity. So that's what's next to me, getting on the TED stage, because I see that's where the message will go out. And TED here, I mean, can represent Ted itself or you know, a stage similar to that. So just getting the message out um, and serving people. I think that's what's next to me is, is serving people, creating a community where people can exchange the ideas and encourage and motivate each other. And lastly, I have two more books coming out. Um, I just was doing some journaling and the content was so much I had to stop myself. So next will be two more books.
1: <laughs> so we have Blow the Lid Off and next will be Blow the Roof Off. And after that, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. That's why I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) Well, I would definitely love to have you back and and go down some more of these conversations with you and absolutely keep in touch about your books and the different projects that you're doing. And of course, you know, the minute we hear about you being on TED stage, we're going to share that on the breakthrough page as well um, because we know that that's going to happen. Thank you so much, Robert, for the work that you're doing and thank you for coming on to share your message with us today.
3: Thank you so much for having me. Um, I was really looking forward to this interview, especially after our initial uh, chat. I had so many thoughts running around my mind and I'm happy we've had this conversation and you understand, you know, where I'm going. So I'm very happy. And I hope that the listener right now is getting value from this, that they've heard something that will give them that breakthrough on the inside, you know, that will just manifest into transforming your life.
1: Absolutely. Well, we love the breakthroughs here. That's what, that's what we like. We like when that happens. So thank you so much again, Robert. And for all of you watching or listening right now, be sure you check the show notes to connect with all of the ways that you can um, hook up with Robert and also be sure to check out his book, Blow the Lid Off. And we're going to be back in just a minute with more of the breakthrough show. We hope you've been enjoying the breakthrough show. If you're someone who is an inspirational entertainer or has an incredible story of breakthrough, we want to hear from you and maybe even have you on the show. Be sure to visit the links in our show notes to send us an email or connect with us on social media. We hope to see you on a future episode of the show. And now back to the breakthrough. Welcome back to The Breakthrough Show. I want to give a huge thank you to my guest, Robert Bell, today. Thank you so much for being with us. We're back now, though, with my friend Cheryl K. Ford. We talked about in the beginning of the show today, uh, Cheryl's journey from and some of the breakthroughs she experienced in the military world, and then also as a single parent. We talked about how amazing her daughters are doing now. It's so Awesome to see these strong, educated women coming up in the world. It's it's exciting. It's exciting for me to hear about them too. Um, but Cheryl, you're you call yourself a scribe of sovereignty now. Can you share a little bit about what that is or what that means to you?
2: Well, what that means to me, it's not necessarily self-entitled. Uh I was when I was filling out your application form for the breakthrough show, the form that you said that you had all your guests fill out, and I'm like, hmm, Jessica wants to know about breakthroughs. What are major breakthroughs or touchstone points? I was a soldier. I did that and I did it well. Don't know if I would necessarily do it again, especially not at this time right here, but that's all that that's an entire book right there in itself. So but um, as far as being a scribe of sovereignty, I have always been a writer. Ever since I was a kid, I was always a writer. I would, I would look at the world from a deeper level. I would tell my father, I'm like, yeah, I see this, but what does it mean? He says, what do you get out of it? So my father and I would have these different conversations. I, would, I always had an analytical mind. So I would write about the world that I saw around me and even write the, my personal quiet thoughts. Sometimes it would come out in poetic form, other times in short stories. And even when I was in high school, I had this one very profound and extremely influential teacher. And she was teaching, you know, she was teacher of language arts and English literature and along with writing, I'm also i am an avid reader. I love to read. So in writing, in writing term papers and book reports, and even I was even served on the student government and worked on the school newspaper. So writing has just always been not necessarily just what I did, but a part of who I am. And I think that I turned in a term paper or book report or some creative writing project. And after class, she's like, can I talk to you? And I'm like, did I do something wrong? Even though she was teaching high school level, I think that she was probably more equipped to be a college professor. I, you know, I just really valued every moment that I had in her class for a couple of years because she switched, she switched grades a few times. And she asked, she asked one day, everyone in class, she says, so what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm like, hmm. And my initial thought is like, I think that I want to be an engineer. And she says, what type of engineer? I'm like, well, probably mechanical. She says, why mechanical? I'm like, because it's a nuts and bolts of how things work. I like seeing the nuts and bolts of how things work. She says, so you are an analytical mind. I'm like, I suppose so. And she says, no doubt that I believe that you could be an engineer, but from your demeanor and the way that you write. You write as if someone that is far beyond your years. I see in you a great writer, maybe even a famous poet. And I just chuckled, I'm like, a poet? She says, yeah, you write great poetry. And I'm like, you can't get rich off being a poet. (laughs) (laughs) She says, so "So is your aim passion or prosperity? I'm like, who says that you can't have both? And I'm like, well, um, I'm like, you can, I believe that you can have both. She says, are you passionate about writing? And I said, yes, I am. She says, are you passionate about being an engineer? I'm like, an engineer, that's something I look at. I would think that it would be a darn good career field. And it could, it could yield me the type of life that I want and the places that I want to go. I also like to do some traveling. And she says, I just really sense." that you are you are a writer an author. Do with, do with that whatever you will, but that is what she says, pursue whatever it is that you want, because whatever it is that you pursue, I already know that you will be great at it. But instead of just doing something you'll be great at, tap it into what it is that you're passionate about. You may not feel that you're passionate about that right now, but at some point in time, she says, the way that you write, it leaps off of the page and it speaks to more than what it is that you're speaking about, it engages your readers. So throughout the years, I was writing, I, was, I wrote letters to people. I, I even had people coming to me asking me, well, hey, can you write a poem for my boyfriend or girlfriend for Valentine's Day? Can you make me a card? And so I was doing paid work for hire even before it registered what it was that I was doing,
1: right? but
2: along with writing, I always had an, an instinct that no matter what someone told me, I went with the voice that I heard within intuition, and even my parents would tell me, that's right, and I'm like, I don't think so. They're like, why is that? It's right because I say it's right, Then mm. I'm like, I understand that you say is right, and I understand that I may be a kid, but that doesn't feel right to me. Oh and whatever didn't feel right to me then i i tell my mom i'm like i'm gonna do it because you said so but i still don't feel this right
1: <laughs> i bet that's not and, really well with them
2: <laughs> well you know um uh, my my dad would be like well my dad would tell my mom she's like well she's she's her own person but not only being my own person there were there were Elderly people, even when I was a kid that told my parents that I was an old soul, they said, this child has lived again. She's, she just came back as your child, but this is an old person inside a four-year-old's body. Mm. So if she tells you that she knows some things, then even though she may not explain to you how she knows it, listen to her because you will see it at some point in time. So I always just went with what my instinct told me. I may not have had a full understanding of why I was moving in a certain direction or why I was doing. I didn't have all the details. I just knew that's what felt real to me. And as far as being a, a, scribe, of, a, a scribe of sovereignty, like I said, as I was filling out your application yesterday, uh, Spirit says, soldier, single parent, scribe of sovereignty. And in going through my personal journey that I did, and not only having been a soldier and a single parent, and having gone through some really adverse times, and in, in being while being a single parent, not because a single parent, but as anyone knows, when you when you when you start off as a couple, and then you're not single parenting has there unfortunately there is no handbook not even on parenting let alone say so (laughs) you have to do what it is that you can do and and once again as i relied upon my faith i start hearing the voice of spirit god universe whatever resonates with our audience i start hearing the voice and as i heard the voice and i moved in the direction that i knew was right for what even even what may seem like small life decisions. I would even dream prolifically where there'd be sights, sounds, colors, you know, smells. And I began writing what it was I heard and what I saw. Mm-hmm. And the more I wrote, then the more spirits spoke. And at what was to be only journals, because I would pray nearly every day, sometimes a couple times a day, and after I prayed, then I would hear spirit speaking back to me. Even when I was in corporate America, before I came out of corporate America, spirit would speak to me in the middle of my day. And I'm like, damn it, I have these reports to the process, you know. <laughs> but you can't call. I'm like because at that time I was working as a financial analyst, you know, in in commercial investment banking. I'm like, I have a deadline to meet. I can't hear this right now. So the voice would keep speaking to me over and over and over again until I wrote what I heard, regardless of what was going on. I had to write what I heard and I had to put it aside. I'm like, damn, are you happy now? So to others, it may look like this girl is talking to herself, but when you function as an accountant, (laughs) you know, sometimes you're talking to the numbers that you're processing. So Um, in the interim, I, I began, uh, I began writing, I was beginning writing, but my writing was different than anything that I had written before. Mm -hmm. I was writing what I just deemed as journals and the voice of God or spirit or life experiences speaking back to me. And as I wrote those, I amassed like gobs and gobs of journals. And back some years ago, spirit says, About those conversations we were having. I'm like, yeah, he's like, I know you have them as journals, but now it's time to put them in electronic format. You were thinking they were journals, but these are books. Mm -hmm. So start from this journal number here, type it up, edit it, and wait. And I'm like, okay, Spirit, what am I waiting for? Spirit Mm -hmm. says, just wait. And I will let you know when to move, how to move, when the time is right. So I had attempted to, to, to work on things and going through other avenues of, of getting the book published at first, but the Spirit says the timing is not right. And now in retrospect, I understand that because if the books had been released at the time that I was trying to push it through, because oftentimes we can get a word from Spirit And for us, it's a right now word, but in spirit, a day is like a thousand years, a thousand years is like a day. So this is twice
1: now though, in this segment of the show that we've talked about because it's a whole breakthrough in itself. When we realize that spirit's timing is not necessarily our timing and we sometimes just listen, just Just listen, listen.
2: be still and know that God is God, whatever God is to you, even if even for those that may, say, that may be watching this to say, I don't believe in God, then trust your instinct, trust yes. your intuition. You know, trust the universal particulate matter that is within you because when you can tap into that still small voice, mm. that will not fail you. That will, even when everything else fails you, that will not fail you. But oftentimes when we cast aside what it's some people call my second mind, or, you know, this, you know, that was what I initially heard. When you cast that aside and you go in another direction, you will find that, wow, I should have went with my first instinct. So that it was all about timing and spirit because if things had taken off at the timing that I expected them to, it would not have been good good timing for my family because my children are still younger. were still in school i was not going to be able to meet the demands of a rigorous publishing schedule or 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 book tours or that sort of thing but now that my children my adult my young women are where it is they need to be in life and spirit had me to reflect back on a conversation right not um when my kids were small when i first became a single parent and i said okay, I already know that this is not going to be easy. But Spirit said to me, it's not going to be easy, but I will always make the way possible. Mm. It, It may not always come the way you think it will come, but I will always make the way possible. If you raise them in the way that they should go according to their own individual gifts and the insight that you get from the God within you, then the bill is on me and I'm like wow so I poured everything that was that I had into them and I said okay I'm okay with this and I even had people ask me like well gee why don't you get married or why don't you do this why don't you get married again I'm like because you only have one time to raise children right you only have one time to to be there for them especially in those formidable years and if you don't Give, invest into them what they need in those formidable years, the years can go by so quickly and you don't even know, they don't know you, you don't know them. So don't look at it as a task. Whatever it is that we do, we must do it unto God with all of our might. So I poured everything it was I had into them. And I told God, I'm like, well, I will, I will invest everything that I have into them, blood, sweat, tears, you know, heart, soul, everything I have and even the things that I don't think I have, I'll invest it all into them. And when I get them to where it is they need to be, then it's my turn. I'm okay with jumpstarting my life or having a new life or a new direction in life. And so that's exactly what's happened. And as we very well know, like, because you have read my book that is soon to be released, it is called, it is entitled, third day revelations and that is the first book to be released in a series the series is entitled um the waters of life chronicles mm-hmm. so this is soon to be released It's going to be hot and as soon as it comes off the press that i'm quite sure that you mm-hmm. jessica you will be one of the first ones to buy a copy of it yeah. although you, you although you read it behind the scenes I you mm-hmm. i was so blessed and honored that you 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 not only agreed to read the book for me, you were also very excited about writing a review of the book. Mm. And for that, I am truly grateful. Thank you. Mm.
1: It was it was absolutely my pleasure. And it's one of those things where um, there's been very few moments in my life where, where I felt like I'm going to read this book and there's going to be, Uh, a shower of blessings (laughs) afterwards and that was the experience with this book and what I believe I shared in partly in the in the review that I gave for Third Day Revelation um, was that you know I grew up in the church and when they would read uh, in Catholic service when they when they read a part of the Bible. Um, a reading. And at the end, they always say, this is the word of the Lord. And everybody responds, thanks be to God. And um, I felt those words after every bit that I read in the book, like this is the word of the Lord, this is coming, meaning this is coming directly from spirit. And again, as Cheryl, so beautifully shared, um, you know, even for those of you watching that are non-believers or you believe in something completely different than what we're talking about today, it's, it's, there are teachings in this book that transcend religion and beliefs and, and, and it's something that I believe every single person can read and walk away with, with something in their life changing for the better. And, um, it's gonna, it's gonna change things for people who choose to read it.
2: Thank you so much, Jessica, for your wonderful feedback. It was, it, it was an absolute joy for me to, for, it was a joy for me. I was really excited when you not only agreed to read the book, but you also said, of course I will write a book review on it. So that was one of, being how busy you are with your family and your very duties now, you wanna see a busy lady? It's it's this wonderful person here. She wears a million and two hats and looks flawlessly, and you know makes life look flawless. So you know, uh, my my hat certainly goes off to you because God has definitely given you the grace to do everything that it is that you're doing. And I honor you and your beautiful family. Uh, I am so overjoyed of the blessings that are being bestowed upon you, but. You work hard and now you're going to have to learn how to play hard. Invest some time into yourself, you know, and that's with all women, not just women, but caretakers for so much of the others until we have none of us left for us. Mm. So in all things, invest some time into yourself, even if it's just taking a few moments to sit on the side of your bed and meditate and just look yourself in the mirror and say, even though all odds may be stacked against me, I can do this. When we get to the place where we can be our own, uh, our own loudest cheerleader and our own support system, then we become invincible because there are oftentimes you'll look around and there's, it seems like there's nobody to encourage you, nobody to support you. That's when we have to look in. And as we go in, then we will come out. Here's an invincible. So I feel that that has been part of your journey all along. And I am just so, I am thoroughly blessed to even be in, in fellowship and relationship with you. So it is an honor, you know? Hey, you, you're, you're one of my sheroes.
1: <laughs> well, I feel exactly the same about you. And I can't wait to um, hopefully sooner than later have our uh, breakthrough event and have everybody come together, all of the amazing people that I've met as part of doing this show, you included in that. And, and I, I look up to everybody so much and, and, um, and, and not just look up, but look across as well. Look across the table at you guys. And, um, and it really just has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here today, Cheryl. And we're going to be sure to put the link in the show notes once we have the link for your book so that everybody can buy their copy of Third Day Revelation. So thanks so much for being here, Cheryl.
2: Thank you so much, Jessica. It's been my it's been an honor and a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. Well, guys, it has been another amazing episode of The Breakthrough Show. A special thank you to Robert Bell and Cheryl K. Ford for being here today. You have two, not one, but two amazing books to get after you watch the show, and that is Third Day Revelations and Blow the Lid Off they're going to be amazing additions to your book collection and um, and your knowledge collection because you're going to get so much from them so thank you so much to my guests today for being here thank you for watching or listening wherever you are in the world we really appreciate you coming up next week on the breakthrough show we have just two weeks left of the season four of the show next week is one of my favorite episodes of every season, which is the Where Are They Now episodes, where we're going to catch up with some of your favorite past guests of the show from seasons one, two, and three, and maybe even some super familiar faces as well. So be sure to tune in next week for that. And then the following week is our season four finale. I can't believe it. It's going to be incredible. Um, Always a very bittersweet moment for me, but after you know, our big family move and all of this season and so much that, you know, I've gone through even behind the scenes of the show. I need a little bit of a break too. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. And coming back with super fresh new uh, content, faces, music, all of that and more coming up for season five, which will premiere on February 5th, 2021. Until next week, guys, thanks so much for watching or listening today. Please take a moment to rate, subscribe, comment, or share where available and make today a great day for a breakthrough. We'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Breakthrough. Please visit our website at www.thebreakthroughshow.com and be sure to join our After the Breakthrough community powered by Patreon. We look forward to seeing you next week. Same time, same place for another inspiring episode.